Hi, everybody. We just got done watching Michiko and Hachin, episodes 1, 4, and 22. Uh, That's a lot. Yeah. It was a a real big (sighs) skip this time. Things happened, and stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot Um, happened. Yeah, so let's start with uh, what do you guys think I think of this show? It's pretty good. Hmm. I I think you really like it. I don't... Hmm, I'll just say I think you really like it. Same. Like what number? Oh. Oh, I'm gonna make you do it. <laughs> eight. You're gonna make me do it. Eight. Um, eight or nine. Yeah, I'd say about an eight or a nine. Mm. Um, I would say eight, yeah. Uh, when I first watched the show, I gave it an eight, and I thought about... I, I've always went back and forth between seven and eight, but yeah. So, somewhere right around yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the it's, uh... Episodes and stuff. <laughs> It's it's a it's a show. Stuff happens. Um, things boobs. happen. Um, booba. Boobs, booba. Mm-hmm. That's booba. it. That's the um, entire episode. We're done. Hawuba da booba. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> so I'm going to try and clarify when we talk about. God, now I'm now that I'm thinking about okay. Oh god, okay. So the show goes back and forth with uh flash forwards and, and flashbacks, but it doesn't explicitly state that they are a lot of the time. And I get the feeling that the show plays with that a little bit of like, okay, this is what's presently happening, and it's like, no, actually this is a flash forward, or like, no, this is actually a flashback. And you don't know until a later episode that it's like that. Anyway, completely unrelated, um, we see a woman crawling through some sort of tunnel of some kind. I don't know, she's just crawling, as you do. You crawl through tunnels all the time, don't you, Spooky? You crawl through them tunnels? Yeah, I crawl through tunnels every day. Do you, do you have a, a man sort of following you with a gun, tapping it against a, 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 a sort of door? Well, he yeah, wasn't, he, he wasn't following. Past? He was just the, uh prison guard checking the cells. Yeah, Gam. Can you can you yeah. fucking pay attention, Gam? Please. I'm Gam. sorry, I wasn't paying Gam. attention. <laughs> I got distracted because the frame after that was her boobs. Gam, I literally had a slideshow and I saw that. Come on. Her boobs, her boobs were in the frame. I, mm-hmm. I got distracted. Because her bo- her titty are just out. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Just she do out. got They're, titty, though. She got the titty, and she, like, boom. Boom. Out. They're out. They're, they're free. Speaking of free, turns out uh, <laughs> this is a prison break, and it's a jail, and she's escaping. Ooh. And all the, you suddenly see, like, all the guards being like, rah, uh, someone is doing a thing. They're like, everyone, shut up the people who are in jails. What are they called? Prisoners. That's right. Shut up, prisoners. And the prisoner's like, oh, how far do you think she'll get? And it's like, I don't think she'll get that far. She'll need to go through the, the, the ventilation area in order to do that. And there's no way she can get out. And cuts to her. as like guards are shooting at her through the 
ceiling and she's like oh my god and like running and it uh, gets to a dead end it's like oh okay well this is the end of this character no it isn't she kicks through the ceiling and knocks out a guard and takes his gun and runs <laughs> mm-hmm. and her name's Michiko we learn it's like okay she is the main character because that's the name that's in the title of the anime got it what? she is one to commit to memory what um uh and uh, get get to a point and the guards are like hey uh stop or we'll shoot you wait no don't shoot at us that's that's not what's meant to happen stop uh and and the guys in the helicopter are like come on uh, get let's get after her she's not meant to shoot at us and then they crash and die uh and then uh, so she escapes and that's it we cut to an intro and it's like a cowboy bebop intro very much so but in a in a little bit less of a, a chilled relaxed style more like a a chill summer uh south american style which yeah. makes a bit of sense like there's a little bit of caribbean influence thrown in as well in yeah. in that sort of I sense mean, yeah and which... and watanabe did the music for it the creator of cowboy bebop so it makes sense <laughs> it's very cowboy bebop kebop bop kebop 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 Shoo it up, bop bop beep. Uh, so we cut to a, a a a road where a truck is driving down it. Wow, what a truck! Uh, it drives past some sort of building that looks a bit like a church. It's kind of the only building in the middle of nowhere, by the looks of it. Um, uh, we hear there's been it's been like a month since the jailbreak, uh, I think. Or or he either said jailbreak or outbreak. I couldn't. I, I I had to look back and forth real Joe quick. Break. I was like, is, it, is this a like zombie a zombie series? <laughs> I legitimately thought that for a second. I was like, is there like a zombie apocalypse like just like subtly in the background? While well, I was like, that would be awful. Um, and not like, oh my god, that's awful for the characters, but like that would be kind of shitty because like from what I've seen so far, it has nothing to do with zombies <laughs> and wouldn't fit with zombies. Um, anyway, it's like no, since the zombie, not zombie, uh, the Michiko escaped from jail. Um, we see a small little girl who's alone in the kitchen. She's like cooking and stuff, and she seems very independent, very much sort of like she cooks, she cleans, she. It, it, I thought she lived alone at first, um, because the way she was acting is like, oh, does she live here by herself? No. Uh, we cut to her cooking an omelet, and I absolutely fucking love the way they use omelets in this mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm. i i don't know if like cooking and omelet like omelets are more in other episodes as well but like explicitly the way an omelet is kind of used in the first episode and final episode is fucking amazing um i'll talk about more when i get to the final episode omelets are amazing but she's (laughs) but she's cooking an omelet and uh she oh no she got a bit of a shell in there she's trying to pick it out but it's too hot and she can't get it and oh no she accidentally burnt the bottom of it a little bit but i mean it's still edible it's not terrible it's just a little bit crispy on the bottom i i like a crispy omelet um uh it's like oh well i mean she she's like yeah i'm not sure uh so it's plated up and oh wait she has parents but She's like the I forget the word she uses. It's like uh, the, not false parents, but like, like bogus, pret- isn't it? B- f- yeah, like bogus, like bogus parents. Like 
like imitation uh parents in a sense uh it's like okay uh, a priest and his wife um hands she hands them the meal it's like oh she was cooking for them okay mm. okay so clearly the way this girl is very independent and she's cooking for them it's like okay so she's some sort of second class person to them got it yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but this is what I'm picking up. I don't know if they'll tell me any more or not about it. Um, but... <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, the, 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 the father looks at the food and uh, is like, okay, this is food. Lifts up the omelette. This is burnt on the bottom. You were trying to hide this from me. We don't hide our mistakes in this family. And just tips the plate on the floor and drops food on it and tells her to do it again. It's like, okay, the parents are shitty and abusive. And it's like, the wife was very okay with it and was like, didn't flinch at all. It's like, okay, this child lives in an incredibly abusive household and it seems clear that she's adopted somehow of some kind. It's a church, so I'm assuming she's just an orphan. It's like, okay, got it. Shitty, abusive parents. Okay, this character is established. What are we going to do from here? Um, <laughs> there's a little bit more, though, to make sure you know that the parents and the household she lives in is shitty, which, like, a little bit more? That's good. Uh, sure. Make sure it's there. Reinforce it. Um, we see that she has a sister uh, who is not biological sister. It's the daughter of the priest who is incredibly shitty to her uh, and is older than her, I believe. Uh, then we uh, also see that she has a, a younger brother who is not biological brother. It's the priest's son who is really shitty to her and is awful. Um, and it's okay. She's adopted, but not loved. Uh, it's cut it's to Cinderella. a homeless man. It's Cinderella. Yeah, it's 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 she's it's quite literally Cinderella. Yeah, she's youthful to money. Uh, we cut to a homeless man eating some delicious Hot Pockets uh, that are old and have flies. Uh, suddenly Michiko walks up and takes one of them and eats, takes a bite out of him and tells him to hang in there, man. Things will get better soon. Uh, not in a like caring way, but in like a, a confident sort of smug way of like, hang in there, man. It's like, okay. She's not an inherently terrible person. So this person that broke out of jail isn't evil. Got it. She's just kind of shitty and not really that great of a person. Um, uh, anyway, uh, we cut back to the, the little girl at the house and she's cleaning with the dish rag, cleaning the floor, scrubbing up and down. And then suddenly the, the sister comes along with a mop and bucket and lifts the mop up out of the bucket, puts it back down. This little girl's like, please don't do it. And the sister's like, what, this? And then kicks the bucket in her face. And oh man, the, the floor's all dirty again. And now she's got to clean it. She lives in a pretty shitty and abusive household. Um, and she she takes it. She doesn't fight back. She doesn't try and seek help from anyone, it seems. Yeah. She just do, takes it. They do, like, kind of cement the idea that, like... A, everybody in the town, like, <laughs> thinks this priest is a really good person. And yes, B, which I like that scene. Yeah, yeah, and then B, they also, um, basically say, like, if you're not here, you're gonna basically be out on the street dead, so, like, mm -hmm. your choice. 
Yes. So. Yes. Which it kind of makes sense. She doesn't fight back. Yes, which makes sense, and I I like that. But there's also like just a bit too much of I, just yeah. purely scenes of the family being shitty to her. I agree. It's like have the scene of because next thing that happens is essentially uh uh we we uh. So, so I'll get to it because there's a few things in between that I want to explain just to really put across the one problem I have with this episode um, is so the next scene after after the mopping we cut to her hanging out washing and the the little brother is standing on the fence uh, in some sort of orange tree by the looks of it and he's like the the floor is the ocean you're in the ocean now and then he throws an orange away from her and is like go pick that up and she's she starts walking over and he's like you're in the ocean you can't walk. And she just sort of sighs and just starts, like, getting a little bit angry, but just sucks it in and just accepts it and starts pretend swimming. And it's just like, why do I why do I put up with this? And he's like, you can't breathe underwater. So she breathes and then goes and gets it. It's like, okay, she's not, like, it's not like a sort of, she likes the way she's treated. It's like, <laughs> we get it. Cool. Um, Wait, did you, but, uh, did, but did you get it? I'm not sure. I think we need it reinforced a few more times. So, yes, the siblings are awful and abusive to her. Uh, we cut to uh, the little girl talking to the mother. And and the mother is berating her because the little boy threw a rock at her. Uh, sorry, I forgot to tell you how that scene ended. Because uh, he thought it just ended with her being told to pick up an orange. No, it doesn't. Uh, the kid throws rocks at her. Um, and hits her constantly until she catches one. On accident, kind of. Uh, she looks at it and is like, oh, it's a rock. And then he jumps down off the fence and kicks her on the ground. and Kicks her ass. It's not nice to her. Uh, so we cut to the mother being like, why is there this stain- black stain on your shirt? And she's just, like, quiet. And the mother's just like, we we do all of this for you, you, you ungrateful little shit, essentially. Uh, locks her in the dungeon. Um, I joke, but it quite literally just looks like yeah. a dungeon. Uh, fit with bar, door, and lock and key. <laughs> um, uh, so we cut to her having a shower, and by shower I mean sitting in the shower tub, curled up, uh, Rude. having just you know her one little bit of respite in this world. Uh, and then suddenly the water gets turned off, not by her, just turned off, uh, and she's like, "Oh, what?" And goes to look at her clothes, and her clothes are gone. Someone's stolen her clothes. I don't know who would do that. Um, so she grabs a towel and just walks out into the hallway in a towel and walks, tries to get back to her room. But the sister's there and she's like, towels are for wiping, not for wearing. And tries to pull the towel off her. But she's like, please don't. Can, like, I'm tired. Can we just, like, can you not? And the daughter's like, how dare you? I'm gonna stop doing this. And then pushes her down the stairs, and the little girl goes tumbling, tumbly, wumbly down the stairy, wary, and uh, pan over to a image of Statue of Mary. <laughs> it's like, yes, this this uh, uh, this family of of religion are not very uh, practicey what they preachy. <laughs> um, we cut to a bank where, where Michiko is, walks in and is like, give me the money. I want the money. Uh, and, and everyone's like, what? No. And she's like, give me the money or I'll blow your head off. 
Uh, <laughs> we come back to the little girl, and uh, <laughs> if you haven't noticed yet, she's in a bit of a shitty situation. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so this is the scene that I really liked in this. Uh, some dude is over, and he's clearly like a, a, a important member of figure of the community, like a policeman or something. He's doing a welfare um, check. Yeah, welfare check. Okay, that's what I thought it was, but I want to make sure. And it's like, okay, he's over for dinner, and it's like he he very clearly is being eating up hook, line, and Seneca. Like, oh, you look very well adjusted here, uh, Hannah. Like you're having a you you're really liking it here, and I was just like, "Yep, it's great." And it's like, "Wait, why doesn't she say no? Help me!" And it's like, because she knows, like, a the, the family will uh you know tell him that she's lying, and b uh fucking punish her for doing it, and c even if he helped her, like, there's nowhere she can really go, so she just accepts it. Um. And during dinner, they're all really nice to her above table, uh, in that they kind of ignore her. Uh, but, you know, the, the the policeman's over, so we can't be openly shitty to her. So it's not that the family is shitty because they... Uh, it's not that the family is shitty because they are just shitty people. It's that they are awful and abusive to her because they want to be. Um... And they know when to not be abusive to her, um, which is a, a nice little touch. But still, by that point, it's like, okay, they're kind of cartoonishly evil at the moment. Like, they, it is literally Cinderella. Um, mm. But anyway, uh, we cut to little bits like, oh, hey, a cat. What a lovely cat. Whose cat is it? And the mother's just, mother, who we learn fucking hates the cat, is like, oh, Hannah found that. <laughs> Hannah found the cat and brought it in and then the little brother is like no I found it not her and I was like wait really <laughs> why would you tell me that and it's like well we all love and take care of it and cut to scenes of them very clearly making Hannah take care of it not them because you know this family doesn't do anything they want they want her to do everything yeah so mm-hmm. you know that's what they do um uh, we cut to then uh, cut back and they're like, oh, well, whose turn is it to look after the, the cat now? And both the siblings just kick Hannah's legs and Hannah's just like, me, ow, ow, my leggy. Um, anyway, that's the end of the dinner scene. It's like, okay, I think she's in a bit of a shitty situation. Um, <laughs> I can't We tell. cut to the mother. Yeah, I know, right? We cut to the mother laying down on the bed, looking at the check for keeping this girl and it's like wow it hasn't increased do they know how expensive it is to raise a child and suddenly the cat's up there on the couch rubbing its face against her being like hey i love you give me attention i want to i want to spread some love and she's like yeah cat i don't like this and then i was like cue her cartoonishly kicking the cat off the couch which yep because she's cartoonishly evil Kicks the cat off the couch. It's like, oh, I hate this cat. Um, and just go. Uh, I wasn't expecting the next. Why? Like, I was thinking it, but I was like, this is really over the top. But um, the next thing that happens is she goes to Hana and is like, I need you to get rid of this, and throws a potato sack at Hana, and I'm like, oh god, the cat's in the the sack starts moving, and and the mother's just like, just get rid of it. 
And Hana's like, oh, um, okay. okay, I have to do what you say. Like, yeah, I have to do what you say. Um, it comes back and the little brother's like, where's the cat? And the mother's like, oh, um, uh, Hannah got rid of it. <laughs> and the little brother's like, why would you do that? Why did you kill my cat? And then we get, uh, a, a scene where <sighs> the, the little brother is riding Hannah like a, a horse and it's just like, uh, uh, the cat was faster than this and he has a rope around her neck like a leash um, and it's like the cat was faster than this move faster and the sister comes along and is like wasn't our cat white she's dirty let's clean her and sprays shit in her face and like wipes her face in a shitty way and gets an <laughs> iron in order to, to like you know clean her because he's an iron to clean steam but yes um, Steam, that's right, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, and that's... That's the breaking point for Hana. But she just sort of... Just before it's the iron's about to strike her face, and just as the steam's touching her face and burning her, she knocks it back. Folds backwards, and the little brother falls on his back, and he's like, where, where, where? And the sister grabs Hana's head and pushes her down and is like, you apologize to him this instant. Apologize. And Hannah's just like, no, I haven't done anything. And uh, the, do- the the daughter's just like, you apologize. Apologize now, you ingrateful little shit. Uh, and Hana cracks and slaps her and punches the fuck out of her and is like, you remember this face? Because, like, I hope you fucking remember it and feel awful for what you've done and what a terrible person you are essentially uh and she runs out she just walks away she's outside uh walking and is just like what have i done like there's nowhere for me to go i'm in the middle of nowhere there's nowhere that i can go no one i can go to i have to go back and she's like well i don't want to go back by myself like can i at least find the cat so she tries to find the cat to walk back with but the sack blows in the wind there's no cat um the cat's gone um but then uh, a truck rocks up and it's uh, someone's there to rescue her. And and she's like, but that's not real. That's not how this works. People don't just show up and rescue you. Um, so we cut to the next scene, which is the next day, I assume, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're all having a, a lovely meal together. Uh, well, sorry, I forgot. There's another scene I, 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 in between it where... Uh, the phone calls and the priest picks up and it's Michiko being like, is, is hard, like, is harder there? I'm going to be there to pick her up tomorrow. And the priest is like, what? No, don't come pick up our, our money maker. Um, and the priest is like, honey, get the gun. We need to protect our property. Um, <laughs> so then we cut to the scene where they're having a lovely meal together and Hana has just a glass of water. Yeah. Um, punishing. Um, which, at that point, I was like, wait, wh- okay, I need a little bit more clarification on what actually happened and what, what, like, what didn't happen. Because it's clear, like, very clear that the person didn't show up to save her because she says that's not what happened. But I was like, okay, but was this just her imagining herself fighting back and being, like, trying to use that as justification as, like, this is why I, I need to just take it right now because if I fought back... There's nothing I can do, and fighting back would just make it worse, so I need to just accept it. 
Like her, that was just her going off in her mind, disassociating from it all to imagine and different scenarios. Um, and then speaker was like, nope, it's just the person not showing up that wasn't real. It's like, okay, got it. Um, uh, we, we hear a motorcycle in the distance and the priest is like, honey, get my gun. And the wife's like, what? Okay. And then the priest walks out of the room to go shoot the person driving up. And we hear a vroom vroom through the window bursts Michiko in a motorcycle. It lands on the table. Uh, that's not how physics works, but whatever. Um, and she's like, get me Hana. Who's Hana? Uh, which one's Hana? And points to the daughter and is like, are you Hana? And the daughter's like, Aah! and she's like, you're not Hana. And yeah, you Hana? And then Hana's just like, like kind of looking a bit indifferent and just like annoyed that Michiko's there. <laughs> just like, uh, this is, this is not the time sort of thing. Um, uh, and Michiko's just like, come with me. And then Hana looks at her and is like, wow, your lips are rendered really well. <laughs> uh, you got booba. And she's like, okay. And then they go. And then a police are chasing them, but who cares? They're gone now, bitch. <laughs> they have escaped because the priest <laughs> tried to shoot them and it was a fucking awful shot. Yeah. So he's like, give me my money back, bitch. <laughs> I love that you're like, she looks at her booba. She, the, the the thing that happened there was she looked at the tattoo on her stomach because Hana has the same tattoo on her stomach. No, the booba. She but looked at the booba. The booba was in the frame, so. <laughs> she looked at the booba. Uh, yeah, but the, <sighs> the, we cut the them escaping and then cut credits where there's a Nelly song. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So yeah, there we go. Episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that, I do that, agree yeah. with you that it the the scenes of abuse went on too long and went too over the top. I I think they could have definitely it, yeah. definitely definitely cut it down. Uh, I don't really know why it went the whole long. I do know that this was like the person's like the director's like first thing ever. <laughs> So yeah. part of it's probably just kind I, if... of like that, but it's also just like, I don't know. Like, I get it. Her life has to be shitty enough to run away with some random fucking lady Person. who has a the same gang tattoo as her and is obviously like, I, I don't know. She literally like escaped from prison. Not that Hana like knows it at that point, but it's like. She just bursts through a fucking window on a motorcycle and doesn't react to fucking gunshots. Like, like I get that your life has to suck, but you could have cut, like, the amount of shit, like, in half. And, like, the cat thing didn't need to happen. So it's just, like, yeah, I agree it's... with I agree with you there. There was too much, like, I think you do need to show the parents are shitty and just using her for money, for sure, and, like, making her, like, do shit. That makes sense. Showing the kids just kind of like viewing her as like a, a toy. A yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But you didn't need. I don't. I agree that you didn't need a lot of the shit in between. Mm. Um, it, it, it it it's uniquely weird to me because it's only in episode one that it has this problem. Yes. From well, the other two episodes that we watched didn't really have this problem where it's like, okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're you're sticking on this. So yeah, I. It might just be that, like, they they just wanted to really make sure it's hammered home. Yeah. And, I mean, it does, it does, like, the the shit that they do, like, I feel like the cat 
the the whole cat thing they could have gotten rid of, but they could have kept the bit where the little boy is riding Hana. And yeah, just, I agree. Like, not I agree. Been mm-hmm. like, you're doing this because you're the cat. He's just like, I want to ride you now. Yeah, like I agree one hundred percent. You can just do that. The kids because that scene is very pivotal. Like making the kids look view Hana more as like a toy. I think makes a lot of sense. The like evilness yes. of the kids doesn't make the, as much sense the, to me. You know. Yeah, the the, 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 I the mean, kids see her as a toy, the parents see her as a as property. Yes. I mean the biggest thing is that kids usually mimic their parents, so mm-hmm. that would probably yes. be why. But so, I would like, argue the parents that the basically children are shittier like significantly shittier than the parents. Right? Oh yeah, because yeah, the kids are oh, like okay. I mean the parents okay, treat her the parents don't physically harm Hana at any point. Well, because no. they don't need to. Yeah, they right. don't need to. The kids already do that. And then also the kids don't have that sort of restriction. They don't give a fuck about the money. They don't care right. sort of thing. Anything they do can a- be like covered up. Yeah, I just think there's a better way of doing it than just having kids be like, I'm going to fucking steal her clothes and kick her down the stairs for no reason. Because it's not like, like, I feel like if there was like a gain, it would make more sense. But there's like, it doesn't really it's just like too much you know it's like the shit they do yeah. just goes too far where it's like hell i don't i mean i don't even care that much about like the fucking using the hot iron because it's like me maybe a kid like would if, be stupid enough to be like i'm gonna use this fucking hot iron you know what i mean but it's just like if, i don't know if the story was more about specific abuse like the the I don't know about the rest of the episodes, but from the, the episodes that we got, I kind of got this feeling that it is not so much about the sort of abuse that uh, uh, that Hana goes through. Like, if it was more focused on that style mm-hmm. of familial abuse and sort of relationship abuse, like, then it would be like, okay, I'm okay with this lasting so long then, because it's like, we are hammering it home that this is what this is about. It is about her abuse. Yeah. Whereas, like, if it was just a few scenes, it's like, this is yeah. just to inform you that she lives in a shitty household. But I kind of get the feeling that the 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 show is more about the, the, the sort of concept of what someone does with their circumstance and sort of, like, you could add elements of, like, family, what is family and what yeah. is, like, who who you value etc etc but it's like it it doesn't feel like it's about the sort of abuse so to me it's like uh, to me episode one feels like the director went i want this episode to end on the shot of of um michiko being like hana come with me and i and i want the shot of hana beating up the sister uh mm, don't know what else to do just make the whole episode this you know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels to me. It feels like the director was like, or whoever was like, it would be really fucking cool to end this episode on Michiko being like, hey, Hana, come with me. And it is a good ending to the episode, but it's like, there's just so much shit in there that doesn't like, it doesn't really even matter. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. See, just, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, if, it was, if the whole story was more about abuse, then it's like, okay, then it then yeah. it actually matters because it's kind of reincorporated through the story. But for this, it's like the purpose of the abuse 
is to inform us, A, this isn't her, her biological family, B, she lives in a terrible, terrible situation, C, she's had to grow up and be independent and has is so already disillusioned with everything in the world and just accepts everything that comes her way because she knows she can't do anything else. She can't yeah. afford to try and, you know, the, the concept of justice would disgust her because it, it's like something such as justice cannot exist because of what I've been through. It's like, okay, we get it. This is a child who is absolutely broken mm-hmm. and just is in dire need of care. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I, yeah, and you only see the, the priest in one more episode. He, he shows up in episode two. Yeah. yeah, in the finale. He shows up at the very end. Yeah, that's who that was. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he shows up like in episode two. And he's like, Hana, c- come on, come on back to me and, and shit. And then he's like, wait, if Hana, like, happens to die here, then I get insurance money. Okay, maybe maybe we can stage something. And then Hana's like, Michiko, help. And then Michiko's like, I got you, Hana. And then Michiko fucking kicks the shit out of the priest. <laughs> Which is pretty good. <laughs> but, uh... Good. But yeah, um... Anyway, ep- ep- episode four. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? Okay, well, uh, so... It's his turn. Do you yeah. want to pre- preface it with, with your internet troubles? <laughs> I am having internet troubles right now to a point that I was getting slideshows for a while, and it was very fun. Uh, so I'm basing this off of both Gam's notes and what I could read, so just bear with me. Uh, so, we're at the Pumbaa Club and a bar where the booby lady is looking at a drawing of a dude. There's also a stripper doing some the stripper shit. The booby lady is, is Michiko, by the way. For yes. people listening. <laughs> yes. And booby lady wants the music to be turned down, and she's like, what the fuck? Stands up on the bar and calls out the stripper for having fake tits before going to the bathroom. Then fake booby trips her for being an asshole while on the way to the bathroom. Kid wants to know if the dude knows anybody, and Booby's like, nah, he doesn't. Don't worry about it. This is just, just don't worry about it. But then a bunch of kids run in to their restaurant with a gun and kidnap her ass. And apparently there's a dude that takes care of all the runaway kids, and he's like, hi, I like your boobies. Also, I guess she hurt one of the kids' hands and is threatened about it. And then there's also a naked woman nearby, which is actually the stripper who is angry that he wants to fuck someone else and goes and gets a beer. Uh, when she goes to leave, hold it. the little blonde kid has a knife and she's ready to fucking fight. But then they almost get hit by a car uh, of the lady with the fake boobs. And then we also see that she has a young kid with her. And I believe she calls her her little sister. They go to eat at Booby's restaurant and talk to her, talk to little ki- the kid about Booby and also the dude who's apparently her dad and Booby lady is not her mom. And then they apparently don't have any money, which makes the chef angry. And then she just like takes her shoes off and dances on some tables and then runs away. Uh, I, can we stop for a second? Because we need to... I need to understand what go the ahead. fuck that was. Because I, I am... The entire... Okay, so literally what happens... 
I'm, I'm going to break it down even further in just this specific scene. Picture this, audience. The police are coming. You can hear the sirens. The chef is happy because he knows he will get them arrested and get his money in the end. Our stripper, Hero, suddenly is smiling, takes her shoes off, holds them in her hands, delicately leaps onto the table, floats over to the next table, like... Okay, you know when Hal's moving castle, when uh, Hal is, like, holding Sophie's hands and, like, they're sort of, like, delicately, like, sort of walking? Floating down into the... Like, floating? Yeah. It's It's kind of like that. She's just ballet. It's It's like ballet. It's, yeah, I, I, I yeah. specifically like mentioned it. It looks like a like ballet jumping. She just ballet jumps from table to table and then jumps over the counter and is gone. And that's it. And it's like this is what? Yeah, that's like <laughs> why the did one she take scene... her shoes off and go on the table? Yeah, that's like the one scene in that episode where I'm like, why I. <laughs> I'm, like, racking my brain to be, like, does this mean something? Is it meant to, like, is it just her, like, does, it is, like, have we learned that she's, like, a, used to be a ballet dancer or something, and this is just her sort of, like, uh, sort of uh, disassociating from her, uh, you know, the, her poverty or, you know, her her problems of about to be arrested, so she's... Like, thinking back to her ballet training and it's just like, yeah. use this to exit. Sort of like a go to your happy place kind of thing? Or is this like a, like, is it, are there mines on the ground? Did the chef, like, freeze time and put mines on the ground that would explode if she touched the ground? I'm like, anything, something, please explain what the fuck just happened. But we don't get it. It moves on to the next scene, which is what, dear? Uh, well... The kid says fake boobs knows about that dude they know, and the the that okay, all right, and the conversation, and at the strip club, kid of fake booby lady has something to do, and also the owner is upset that fake booby wants money and slaps the shit out of her, and she's like, it's my birthday. And she goes out and takes photos with everyone and gets all the tips and shit and sells her underwear. But then Kid and Booby are there to talk. And <laughs> instead, uh, <laughs> the little kid is very, very drunk on juice. Well, well, f- first of all, she's very drunk. And then like, like a minute, two minutes later, we then cut to a shot of her bottle and we see that it just says yeah. juice and it's so fucking <laughs> mm-hmm. funny. Really good. Yeah, because like I Michiko, like while Hotchin's acting all drunk and shit, Michiko just kinda like glances over and it says juice, and then a little bit later Michiko's like, Damn Hotchin, you got this fucked up on some juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so then there's, like, a whole situation where they're like, are you fucking drunk on, on, on juice? Like, what the shit? And then 
at some point they start talking. Fake movies like, I used to be rich and then I became poor, so I don't trust anybody. And then me and my younger sister are going to run away and go be respectable and shit. And then the boobies have a drinking contest and whoever wins is going to tell the other person shit. But fake booby loses and just passes out and starts crying on the floor. But then fake booby's little sister is caught running away from, uh, with all of real booby's things. But sadly, it's just clothes and not IDs that they could use to, to get the fuck out of here. And now the uh, kid owner is being held at knife point and robbed by both of them. Of course, they get hunted down for it. And she's like, oh, I forgot that nice photo of you. And the little sister's like, cool, I'll go get it. But that's fucking stupid. And real booby is also on the hunt for her. And then she goes missing and fake booby confronts real booby and is like, please, she's missing. What am I supposed to do? And she's like, no, I'm not going to fucking help you. And she's like, please, it's my little sister. And she's like, well, I got to protect my little kid. So what the fuck? So fake boobies like, fine, I'll do it myself and leaves. But then she's in a taxi and she's driving away. And the taxi gets pulled over by a bunch of little kids with guns and they fucking murder her. And then that's it. That's literally it. That's all there and is. And then Nelly sings. Episode yep. four is like probably the fan favorite episode of the series mm -hmm. it's a good and, one yeah i get why i liked it i really i really like four i love that the conclusion of four is um pp going up to michiko and being like hey this is kind of your fault and michiko's like no it's not and she's like yeah but like you help me right like my little sister is like in danger and like you know, I, I I could really use your help. Like, please, you know, we're we're alike. Literally and stuff. going through the and stages then, of grief. Yeah, and then Michiko's mm -hmm. like, sorry, like I I have yeah, shit to take care of too, which is like so fucking good because I feel like in so many other shows, Michiko would have been like, okay, yeah, I'll help you because it's like she's our good, she's our protagonist, you know. But uh, yeah. and she's mm -hmm. like mad that she can't help her because she like gets it, but she's like. Not my battle, sorry. And then, like, the ending of it is just, like, you know the girl sister's fucking dead. And then the ending of it is just the stripper getting shot down in the fucking street. And it's like, I I love it. Mm -hmm. I, I was going to ask, because I was like, I love this. Do So do you actually, is there anything more about the the little sister or is like is it just le like left to be super obvious that the, the or do they have like another episode where they go back and it's like no, oh yeah i killed her or like here she is or it's like that it is that it that's it that's all you see of them this okay is like I, one episode. I fucking yeah. love that then yeah there's yeah, a lot of like great. little uh because there's a lot of like recurring characters but there's a lot of just like one episode like you see mm -hmm. another person another character's like story happening like through like michiko and hachin's like eyes but like it's just that one episode mm. and it's contained and this is like the best one of that, right? Like, it's like, I don't know. I really, yeah. I really like this episode. I really love, uh, cause I think one of the things I love about Michiko and Hachin so much is that it's an over the top, like, kind of ridiculous fun show with, like, really realistic moments. And mm -hmm. I feel like Michiko, yeah. Michiko being like, yeah, I'm not gonna help you is like a very, like, realistic, like, you know what I mean? Like I said, in other shows, I feel like protagonists would be like, yeah, I'll help. 
you know and but Mitsu's i feel like, i feel nah. like the 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 best part about that scene is what happens immediately after uh uh the the stripper leaves though because after that michiko just throws her lighter yeah. at the fucking uh, mirror on the wall shatters it and just goes why the fuck didn't did yeah I say i wouldn't help her yeah and it's just she like re- what the fuck's wrong with me yeah she regrets it because like i said she knows what she's going through but it's like she knows she that knows, she's gonna die yeah she knows she's gonna die she knows like exactly what's gonna happen she knows what she's feeling but she also is aware like i can't do this like i can't put myself at risk yeah because i have somebody that i have to watch after and i love mm-hmm. the line yeah. too whenever she's like yeah so if something happened to me would you take care of hana and the stripper just like doesn't reply because she also knows yeah. like i couldn't do that she can't yeah yeah it's not like oh well if 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 michiko dies like there'll be a happy scene where the stripper's taking care of like hana's having like a lovely time being with the stripper's little sister and like they're having yeah fun breeding each other it's like no that that's not how it fucking works mm-hmm. like she can't afford to do it and hana would most likely be treated the same that she was has been she would abandoned. just be abandoned it's- yeah yeah and I, I more than i think about it as we're talking about it i feel like mm, I was kind of incorrect earlier. It is about it is about the circumstances that you're in, and is about how people deal with and try to break free of abusive situations. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say necessarily abusive. I would just say shitty lives. I guess is better. Right, because you have like uh, you have different characters throughout. I mean, this one obviously like uh, the stripper is being like abused by the the dude who runs the strip Mike. club, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I called him Mike. Yeah, he just looked like a Mike like, to me. What's his name? Nico? Is it Nico? Mike? Whatever. I don't Mike. know if Mike. it matters. Um, yeah, but um, I lost my train of thought. But also, it's like you know, uh. Michiko, like, broke away from, like, her shitty situation, which was literally breaking out of prison, uh, and, like, actively trying to escape it by getting, because her whole, like, goal was, like, to get Hana back to, um, Hiroshi, who's, like, they were, like, all in, like, the same, like, gang, and Hana's his daughter, and Michiko, like, is in love with Hiroshi, or whatever. Um, so she's, like, I'm going to get this child to her father and make things better. Um. Yes. And which you know, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that because I, I love, I love what the show does with that. <laughs> um, I do too. I was yeah. very worried that they wouldn't do that yeah. and they would go down a very bad route. Yeah, no, nope. um, but they do. I love, I love where the show went with that. Um, but, but yeah, no, it's a lot of just mm. like breaking out of like a repetitive, shitty life, right? Yeah, but it's a, an, yeah. an an awful repetitive. It's all about escape. Unendingly mm-hmm. oppressive life. Because, yeah. like, yeah, you have this parallel of uh, Pepe the stripper and her little sister with... Which is kind of explicitly pointed out mm-hmm. by Hana being like, Hey, Michiko, she's like you! Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, y- you have Michiko on 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 the run from the, the, the police with trying to take care of this little girl, and you have this other woman who's trying to go on the run, but, you know, is stuck in her oppressive situation and hasn't broken free of it yet. And it's like, okay, some people succeed, some people don't. And even if you do succeed, that doesn't necessarily mean you get what you want still. Yeah. Um, 
No, yeah, I, I, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll keep going so we can finish talking about it and I can talk about omelets. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Speaking of we, omelets. We, mm, omelets. Speaking of omelets, uh, we cut to uh, episode 22. That's only a few episodes ahead. I'm sure nothing's happened. Wait, <laughs> Hana's an adult now. What? Um, And she's living in a, like, a better place by the looks of it? Uh, what's going on? Oh, she's cooking an omelette. Um, oh, fuck, she got a shell in. What? Wait, hang on. This is the first episode again. What? Oh, God. But, oh, my God. <laughs> run, run, Hana. The priest is going to get you. <laughs> He's going to get you. He's going to get you. Um, no, it's a flash forward. I gotcha. Ha ha ha. Gotcha. Sneaky. Uh, we cut to Michiko and Hana on a motorcycle surrounded by the coppers. Uh, and the I a, a great little... A line where the policeman is just like, like I know we, I, I know we want to shoot and kill the uh, killer right now, but like we need to have a reason to. Mm. Like she hasn't given us a reason yet. We can't legally like do it. Showing, proving like, okay, this oppressive structure like itself is not morally correct. Like this policeman isn't doing it out of a sense of justice. Yeah, he's he gets, he, he it's his own sort of like moral uh moral standard of like he's judged her as a criminal and therefore he can do whatever he wants he wants to be able to do whatever he wants with her and and decide her fate he doesn't think she she's worth living um and so Michiko is just sort of sitting there and it's just like hey uh take this girl she had nothing to do with this and they're like okay whatever get out of here Hana and she takes Hana and Hana's like, no, wait, what about Hiroshi? We were going to see him together. I saw him. It's, we were so cool. What? And she's like, I'm not a dumb girl. Like, I I, I don't want to, like, you can't just force me to do what you want. And then she throws herself at the cops. <laughs> Quite literally. And starts, like, thrashing around. And then grabs every salaryman's greatest Achilles heel weakness, which is their tie. And starts choking the policeman with his tie. And he's like, ah, oh, how dare you? And then she's like, a punch, kick, it's all in, it's all in the rhythm. Um, and Michiko is like, Hana, what are you doing? And starts like punching and kicking the policemen around her as they all walk up to her with their guns one by one instead of just shooting her from a distance. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it really doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's just kind of steal silly, a car. like in the mo- like when you when you it's say silly. it's like it's like in the moment it doesn't matter and it's like okay this is like a scene or whatever but then like when you sit back and think about what's happening it's like wait a minute <laughs> yeah yeah it's like, it's a yeah. sort of it's the sort of thing of like if if the story itself and these characters weren't believable in their own scenario with what what the world has established then it would be like. What, like, it would literally take, it would actually probably have taken me out of it and been like, why didn't they just shoot her? Like, guys, mm-hmm. you have guns. Like, you surrounded her and then you decided to walk, like, it would have, it would have really annoyed me. But here it's like, it doesn't matter because it's not about the fact that the guns, they have guns and they're around her. It's not the fact, the scene isn't about them getting captured. The right. scene is about, like, what's happening between Hana and Michiko right now. And the fact that there is this overlooming oppressive force closing in on them. That's what mm-hmm. matters. Um, the literal minutiae of, like, what's happening in the frame isn't what actually matters. Um, so, 
Uh, they, they, they get in the car and they're driving away. Vroom, vroom. It's a Mazda ad. Uh, <laughs> Actually, isn't it a, like uh, a BW bug? But as a police yeah, car. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a Beetle. Oh, I love it's the police Beetle. cars in this show. I, I, I honestly thought it opened up and I was like, is this like, is this what that Lupin the Third is? <laughs> Isn't this that Lupin thing that everyone likes? God. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, they're driving along and then they're, they're getting shot at by the coppers. And, and then uh, Baldy Mc... <laughs> Sorry. Baldy... What did I call him? Uh, Baldy McCop shows up. Uh... And is like, I'm going to take them into custody, like, Mr. Policeman. I'm, this is my jurisdiction now. Mr. Policeman's like, because just before he showed up, they, they cornered them in an alleyway and the policeman's like, huh, you ran away. Now I have reason to put a bullet in both of you. And then he goes to shoot. And then he looks at uh, a lieutenant idiot next to him and is like, you idiot, you grabbed the wrong gun. You grabbed the empty gun that she had and not the real gun that I had. And lieutenant idiot's like, I'm sorry, sir. And they run away. And that's when Baldy McCop shows up. Uh, he arrests Michiko and she just sort of accepts it, I guess. Uh, or he captures her because like, he, she trusts that he will actually arrest her and not try and kill her like the other cop was. Um Hana is like, no, don't get arrested. You're so sexy. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, and then uh, in the car that Hana's being put in, another woman gets out and is like, uh, hey, come with us, Michiko. You're so sexy. We're going to go to this place. Uh, and is like, wait a second. Yo, Baldy McCop, bring Hana with us. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll and they take her to vaguely I... when you're done with the scene. Can I? Uh-huh. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll give you my, my impression of what I think think happened there okay and then you can tell me what actually happened okay um we we cut to hana and michiko walking at night at a train stop and then suddenly they see hiroshi at the end of the station and i'm like okay this is a mirage of some kind or something nope it's actually him that what okay he's just there okay um uh and he's like wow so you haven't forgotten me michiko Uh, you you've grown and your hair's grown it's been a long time uh, and finally found Hiroshi. Cool. Um, let's get a flight out of here now. Let's, 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 I want to get away. My name's Lenny Kravitz. Let's get out of here. Southwest um, Airlines. And Southwest Airlines. <laughs> uh, she slams her fists on the door of the pilot and is like, yo, dude, it's 4am. Wake up. Let's get a flight out of here. And he's like, dude, it's 4am. Can you fucking wait till the next morning? She's like, oh, can I at least like book it now? And he's like, yeah, sure. How many seats? And she's like, only two seats and Hana is like what? Um, and and the we cut to Hana the next morning, uh, walking into the kitchen as as Hachiko, I said Hachiko, <laughs> Michiko is cooking. Hachiko is not cooking an omelet. That that would be amazing if Hachiko was cooking an omelet. Fucking dog cooking an omelet. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, uh, Michiko is cooking an omelet. In in the same sort of way that uh, that uh, that that uh, Hana does, but Hana is kind of annoyed at her and is like, "What are you doing?" And like, I don't know, you could cook, you can't cook. And and Michiko is like, "Yes, I can. I can. I can surprise you. Uh, here, taste like here. I'll leave you floored with my with my omelet." And like, kind of puts the spoon in in uh, Hana's face, and Hana like ignores it and like pushes it away. Is like, "I don't want this. Like, no." Um. I don't want you to leave. Like, she's angry at Michiko for, like, 
kind of dumping her and Hiroshi in a, in, in a sort of way of like we we've gone through all of this and now you're just sort of leaving me um and 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 Michiko just sort of says to her like listen like this is just how it has to be and like let's leave on a cheerful goodbye like let's not leave angry or bitter like let's be happy um uh, and then we cut to them getting in the plane Hana is still upset but it follows Hiroshi into the plane and they take off and Hana's looking out the window as Michiko is underneath them driving along in a motorcycle and Hana's like wait no let me out 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 and and Hiroshi's like dude you you're rocking the plane and I was just like uh and we flash forward in time Hana is a cook and she has a a a child now like in the beginning of the episode what She's cooking in a restaurant. Wow, and she's happy. What? Um, and she gets sent a box of of like <laughs> a, a box of lingerie <laughs> as like real flashy stripper uh, attire. And it's like, why are this so big? <laughs> I don't remember the tits being so big. It's like tits small, bra big. Um, and we 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 sort of learn that the her child's father only lasted like about three months and then just ran off so it's just her and her child now um we we cut to her sort of enjoying her life with this child she's very happy now as an adult um we cut to the tv talking about uh michiko has been michiko being captured wait a minute hang on this is a different time uh hana like we we go okay michiko got captured uh, and then it's like the dad crossed them over the border and they're, they're going to a new place. They got passports now. Uh, and we learn that sort of dad ran off with another lover and was kind of flaky on her. And it's like, thank God, like they didn't. Yeah. It's like, it, it's clear that like this father wasn't separated from his daughter in any sort of sense. Like, well, I guess we it, don't. It's not like actually no, because her mom had her and her mom died, which is how she ended up an orphan. Like, ended up yeah, with the family. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those like the, the... he left. He obviously left the mom at some point. Not not Hana directly, if that makes sense. Well, but he left her indirectly, but also yeah. kind of directly. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Like. It, he doesn't care about her. Oh no, for like, sure, for sure. I just mean he, like he, he, didn't, he really doesn't care. Yeah, about her. I just mean like he didn't like he wasn't there like when the mom passed away and like didn't like directly yeah, yeah. be like so he would here priest yeah. take this like he just yeah, walked yeah. out. It on wasn't the hit, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like scene of him dropping her off at the church. And yeah, leave like that would have been like you don't do this, please. This is like this is this is like. No, you've re- you've completely soured the ending of like actually the dad was responsible for this all along. Like no, no, no. You need to end it on the note of her father isn't a good dad and like yeah. he wasn't abusive. He wasn't terrible. He was neglectful. Yeah. And he did not care about her. Um he he like he said like like the way she says is like he uh, for a family man like he very clearly didn't want a family. Yeah. Like, and then I love Very clearly it. didn't want me. Yeah, and I love the line after that when when Hodgson's like, but I didn't care about him either, is like really yes. good because she didn't. Yeah, because like, why would she? She he was not in her life. Like she knows nothing about this man other than he's my father. And now that she's spent a little bit of time with him, it's like, wait, I, why do I care about you? 
Like, mm-hmm. you don't matter to me. And she learns what really matters to her. Um, having uh, a baby. And, and Yes, having a baby with a man <laughs> like her father who flakes. Um, <laughs> uh, so we cut to her back in the future. Uh, and she's like, I miss... I, I, I realize that, like, that my real dad all along was, was Michiko. Who mattered to her? The only person who really mattered to her in her life was Michiko. Um, and so she's like, I want to write her a letter. She writes her a letter, and then she gets a reply a few days later saying that it's undelivered. She's like, oh, that's sad. And it's weird that the writing was really sloppy on it, too. Wait a minute. Sloppy? Sloppy? Joe's? Oh, my God. Joe? <laughs> Joe sent me a message? Joe's Crabshack? Oh, check? my God. Joe, I love that guy. <laughs> Joe's Crabshack. <laughs> Uh, and we cut to her pulling out a map of of South America, and and writing code on it, and is like, okay, so there's some sort of code or cipher written into this messaging that probably was established in a previous episode. It feels like, um, if it wasn't, then I'm like, okay, that's a bit weird that this comes out of nowhere. But like, it feels like a hey, this is a callback to something that happened earlier in the series, or like is drawing on something that happened earlier in the series, um. Feel free to tell me if I'm wrong. The what? Um, Sorry, I half heard the the fact that there's a code. There's like essentially some sort of code written in the on the undelivered note, where it's like Mm. it's sloppy writing. Like it feels like she's like, wait a minute, sloppy. That reminds me of this thing. This must be this. Oh, the sloppy because she realized the sloppy writing matched to the packages that had been being sent to her. Yeah, that's it. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was just okay. the same handwriting, she realized, so. That's how she found out okay, it was, like, Michiko okay, sending it to her, yeah. I, that's probably just me trying to write notes and also look back yeah, and forth yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, that makes a lot more sense then. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, look at this, like, where is she getting these numbers and, like, dates and locations from? Yeah, that was, like, her writing, like, how <laughs> um, far away, like, how far she was traveling yeah. each day and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she was she was putting it. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now because I'm like, there is some piece of information that I have missed somewhere, and I didn't know she was getting other packages. So that completely fit fits the rest of that puzzle for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So yeah, she put puts places down on the map these locations. Uh. Where where it's all coming from, and is like, wait a minute, this is a map to like map to my map to my house essentially map to her, her house. Sorry. Um, and she's like, I gotta go. Like, this is where Michiko's gonna be. Like, I, I've, I've tracked where she's gonna be. Uh, and so we cut to the, the credits, and as the credits roll, we see Hana go on this journey with her child, uh, strapped to her in a, in a nice papoose, uh, on a, on a motorbike, driving, driving along the country, uh, well, continent, really, mm-hmm. um, uh, up, following the path to meet up with Michiko, uh, along the way, the motorcycle breaks, and she hitches a ride with a man in a truck, which they stop at uh, stop at a hospital. I believe it's a hospital. I think. Um, I don't actually uh, know. Wait, what was it? The I th- I thought it was a hospital because it was like a red plus. Uh, I I um, don't know. I didn't really pay much, enough attention to where it was. It was either a hospital or a bar. I think it was like uh, a bar restaurant the... thing because there were like a lot of people inside they, they... leaving too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, this maybe this isn't a hospital because there are like people inside waving, and I'm like, people in hospitals don't wave. <laughs> um, 
But the truck stops there, and then suddenly the truck keeps going, and the driver of the truck stayed there, and she's got the truck now. It was great. Great little bit. I loved it. Um, uh, she continues driving, and driving and driving, because she told him his story. She told him her story about, like, you know, everything that she's been through and, like, why she's going on this journey. Which, you know, someone hearing that of who's just a decent person and is wanting to help out and, like, is a, is a kind soul probably would have just given her his truck. Mm-hmm. I completely understand that just happening. Like, it's not like a, oh my god, she stole his truck. It's like, no, this is believable that she, like, just got given this truck to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's like, you know, actually, the, in a in, in in a spin-off book, uh, we learn that she was doing it because she's going on a, 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 a job for him. Uh, to, she's doing a hit. Um, d- it doesn't matter. D- I don't care. Uh, but uh, we, we get to the location the the pot and she's like this is where she's gonna be this is this is it this is where she said she'd be and we see just over the horizon a motorcycle appears and the priest is on it no we don't even see who's on it we just see a motorcycle appear over the horizon and that's it it's cut to black and I'm like this is this is perfect and we just hear I say Michiko and then it cuts back for a few more frames and I was worried it was going to the music was going to die down and then suddenly it was going to have a scene of them talking. It's like, no, 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 stop, please don't, no, no don't ruin this. And they, but they don't, they, they, the music keeps going and we just get, see them hugging each other. Yeah, they hug. And it's like, that's, that is perfect. Yeah, it ends, perfect ending. Yeah, it ends on, on Hachin saying, what adventure are we going on now? And it's just like, damn, that's mm-hmm, good shit. Mm-hmm. I love it. She's also, found her family. And now, yeah, life with I don't know if you picked up on it because it was only said once in episode four and only shown once in episode 22. But the place that Hachin lives now is the place that the the stripper wanted to escape to with her sister, which is kind of cool. I, th- yeah, I thought that was, but I didn't fully know. I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't know if I actually remembered it right or not. Yeah. Because I was like, isn't that the place where she said she was going? But I was like, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, like, okay, that's 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 good. That's neat. Yeah, it's a nice mm-hmm. little that's, touch. That's good. But yeah, um, uh, so real quick, the omelets. Oh um, yeah, omelets. And then, so, yeah. so using so using the, the, the sort of method of cooking and specifically the omelet, because when, when when an omelet is cooked in this, in the in the parts that we've seen, it's the same process. It's the same frames of you see the batter of the omelet pouring down, and then you see it in the pan. It's all it, it was the same each time, all three times that we saw an omelet being cooked. It was the same time, even though it was a different person cooking it sometimes. Um and it's like this experience of uh, trying to, like, God, I don't even know how to explain this, because uh, it's in my head right now, and it's slipping away as I'm trying yeah, to grab <laughs> it and slam it to the ground. But it's 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 this this experience of, like, cooking itself is such a language of experience. Mm-hmm. Like... You can, if you want to bond with someone, a very, very, a very easy way to do it is through cooking because the recipes you learn all have histories to them. Like, you know, specific, like, country uh, recipes will have a horrible history to them, especially, like, I know, I forget the name of it, the one in Canada that's a, a type of bread where it's like the reason that that entire thing exists is because those, it's made out of ingredients that, 
the uh, indigenous population were given by the government and that's all the food they had so mm -hmm. it's like they made a recipe out of it essentially it's like it, food has a history to it yeah and food has emotion to it oh yeah and so it's you have this 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 small child uh cooking this this omelet with a set like in the beginning in the first episode in a it, with a sense of duty a sense of like like this is this is the daily motions this is this is going through making breakfast but wanting to make it perfect like she drops the eggshell in it and it's like ah shit an eggshell and she doesn't just like go ah fucking eggshell and like tries to scoop it out and like takes bit of the like uses the spatula to like scoop it out and like ruin the the omelet a little bit but you know save the save it overall because it won't have the shell in it she instead opts to use her fingers to try and delve in and pick it up instead to try and save the omelet to as if like the shell was never there and she's terrified because like a it's really hot but also she keeps going back because it's like she it, it, we then learn the reason why is because if it's not perfect you know she'll have to do it again mm -hmm. and she'll be punished for it so it's like we 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 have this establishing bit of like this omelet she it, it is a staple thing that she knows how to cook and she makes it perfectly each time. But when it's not perfect, it stays with her and she's punished for it. So she she herself, like, the way she cooks an omelette is informed by the way she's grown up with this family. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I'm getting to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is, like, she, she makes and treats an omelette the way that she essentially uh, has to act around this family. It has to be perfect, has to be... Uh, nothing can be wrong with it at all and if even if she tries to hide flaws or tries to uh, lie or cheat like they will notice so it's like even though she knows she she knows that they're not going to accept the omelet the priest doesn't accept the omelet because it's burnt but she still tries to hide it because she's like i might be able to but she doesn't the next time we see an omelet cooked in the three episodes that we've seen was uh when we see uh uh, her cooking it in the future again, I believe was the next time, or was it? No, yeah, it was it? Was that because we see that first, and then we see? Uh, yeah. uh, I'm getting my future mixed up because there's the flash forward and the flashback. Um, but uh, her in the future, and it's kind of the same as the first episode, where it's like we see it go in, we see her obviously more happy, more free flowing, but we see a an eggshell go in there. And she doesn't make the same sort of fuss that she did when she was a child with it. Like, she obviously, mm -hmm. like, the eggshell's in there, and she's like, oh, crap, an eggshell. But it's not a terrified nature. It's purely from the the fact of, like, oh, the, the sort of sense of, like, oh, wait, I've messed up this recipe. Or, like, no, I... It, she's so established to make an omelette perfect that when it's a mistake like that happens, even though she's not in an environment where, you know fucking up an omelette or burning it a little bit is going to lead to some sort of punishment she still has that in her mind and she still freaks out a little bit it's like ah god like little piece of shell like let's get out of there but she's grown enough that she doesn't burn her fingers to get it out mm -hmm. like it, it little talk about fucking character growth you can show a character growing through the way they fucking prepare food yeah for sure and that's mm -hmm. the the second i noticed that i was like 
okay, this is pretty neat. And then we cut to uh, fucking Michiko cooking an omelette. And it's the same thing. We see the batter going in and we see her cooking it in a sense that's a little bit more uneven than the way that, that, that Hana cooks it. It's not perfectly circular. It's like lumpy in a little bit of areas, but it's still very clearly like an omelette. And she tries to offer it to uh, Hana and, and Hana's like, I didn't like, you can't cook. Like looking at it and is like, this is not an omelette. This is not a proper omelette. Like you cannot cook. And Michiko is like, well, I can surprise you. Like, here, try it. And it's like, well, she's cooking an omelette this way because this is the way she's learnt how to cook an omelette. This is, like, the way we might learn more about her backstory in pre other episodes. It doesn't fucking matter. I know that, like... <laughs> I I know by the way she cooks this fucking omelette that she is a, a woman who does not care about perfection. Mm -hmm. She... What she cares about is the practical... All that matters is that she gets food. It doesn't matter that the food is perfectly presented. It doesn't matter if it's a little bit burnt, if it's a little bit off. Like, it. all that matters is that, like, hey, I want an omelette, so I'm going to make it like an omelette. And to Hana, someone who is more structured and more a uh, forced to be a perfectionist through this abuse that she's gone through, you have her not able to accept this other way of cooking an omelette, this other way of living, because, you know, even though she's not under that abusive household anymore, she still, ex like, the things that she's experienced have stuck with her, and although the, the, the bad parts of it are gone, those bad parts have informed her as a character and her as a person, and who she is and what she does and how she acts with things around her, and to a point where it's like, hey, I was abused, but at least I learned how to cook a perfect omelette sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, she cannot accept anything less than perfect when it comes to this sort of omelette. And it's like, there's one way you could have had it. If it hypothetically, let's say uh, it ended with them. Like we see a post credit scene or whatever of them living their lives together. If you wanted to make it a little bit more obvious like, as much as I would hate the idea of uh, showing their lives together mm. in the future, don't do that. But uh, if you wanted to make it a little bit more obvious, what you what you would then have is then you'd have uh, Hana as this adult now. You'd have uh, Michiko coming back into her life as, like, Hana has now accepted and understood why Michiko has essentially done what she did, but also kind of been like, you were kind of wrong. Like, Hiroshi, like, no. He wasn't my father, you were. Um, uh, you would have them either cooking an omelette together, mm -hmm. or you would have Hana eating an omelette that Michiko has made. Yeah. Just to to simply sim symbolize that Hana has not only accepted, but embraced Michiko into her life, and she has affected her in such a positive way. To break her free from this perfectionist mindset that she has been stuck in, due to this prior abuse that she has come through. But it's like, just that small scene of, of Michiko cooking that omelette, just, I was, yeah. I fucking loved it's it so much. It's real good. There's a lot of really good um, little callbacks um, throughout. Yeah, sorry for a fucking 20 minute omelette. rant about omelettes. <laughs> it was interesting about omelettes. Um, um, I want to talk about like the, 
scene. All right, go ahead. Sorry, I want to talk about the scene with uh, that we talked that that we talked about briefly with Michiko getting arrested. That you mentioned that you were like, I don't know what's going on, and I was like, I have some context for you. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, oh, wait. Before you oh, say, yeah. can I can oh, I say yeah, what yeah, I was going to yeah, guess? Yeah. So I I had two guesses. Okay. One was uh they were friends of Michiko. And they were like pretending to be police, and I was like, "That doesn't." Yeah, no, I mean, that could be it. it, but I don't think that's no. it. Or they are essentially people who are trying to force Michiko. They're 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 essentially like, quote unquote, good good cops in a sense of like they uh they're like, "Hey, Michiko, you're not a terrible person. You're doing a great thing by like trying to get this girl to safety," but like. If you stay here, we like we kind of have to arrest you and like like you need to get away from here. So like we'll help you get out and like that's the way that they they smuggle essentially smuggle her out. But it's through quote unquote official channels. What well not official channels, but like they they get her out of the like they basically through doing that arresting thing Mm -hmm. they get the police off her back for now kind of. So, um, okay, so the the girl, her name's Atsuko, the girl who, like, gets out of the car and is obviously, like, police. Mm-hmm. She and Michiko knew each other when they were kids. They were in the same orphanage, okay? One ended mm-hmm. up becoming a criminal, the other ended up becoming a cop. Uh, when they were in the orphanage, they were, like, kind of a... They didn't get along, but there was, like, they obviously, like, in some sense, like, kind of cared about each other. You know what I mean? It's just one of those, like, mm. you're living together. Solidarity. Yeah. So anyway, um, throughout the series, she is chasing Michiko. When Michiko got arrested the first time, it was her who arrested her. And throughout the series, she's trying to get Michiko back. So it's kind of like her lifelong rival type thing, you know? Um... There is a scene earlier in the series where Michiko essentially, like, she tricks Atsuko um, and, like, escapes from her and it's, like, a whole big thing. Um, so, ba- basically, they, they know each other. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's Atsuko's, like, goal, like, I'm gonna arrest Michiko again. So in that scene, what happens is... Um, because Michiko got away from her before, like, tricked her and got away from her, Atsuko has been, like, looked down on by the police force. Uh, I think she might have even got demoted. And she's, like, basically, like, I'm gonna capture Michiko, bring her back in, and I'm gonna, like, be on top again, you know? Um, well, mm. when she arrests Michiko, it happens off screen. Um, but basically, Michiko's like, hey, let me get this girl to her father like just let me go for that period of time leave them alone let them go and then i will turn myself in and atsuko like chooses to believe her because she can tell that time that she is sincere uh so that's what happens uh michiko like lets them go and then she's like okay got that taken care of i'm gonna go turn myself in and then Otsuko got the credit for it and uh basically came out on top again whatever so that's that's yeah, what that whole yeah. thing was it was like 
It was like they they've known each other for a long time, and it's always been like this. I'm going to I'm gonna get like, I'm gonna be the one to arrest you and shit. And then Michiko's like, "Hey, but listen, I'm doing this thing. Help me out this one time. I will turn myself in." And it's I think that says a lot about Michiko's character too, right? Because earlier it's a very early episode. Um, I mean, the first thing we see Michiko do is break out of jail, and then it's like a really early mm. episode we see her smooth talk her way out and trick Otsuko and escape her. But this time it's like, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to serve my sentence because I want to do this like right so that in the future I can be a part of Hachin's life again. Yeah. Without having to yeah, worry about yeah, like police chasing me and shit. So. Yes. Yeah. So that's another like, it was no, like that, another that, big that callback. And yeah, it was another like big character growth moment where it was like, damn okay which is why i wanted i wanted to make sure i showed episode 22 because it's like so many important fucking things are stated in the last episode of the series <laughs> um, yeah all, all the loose threads are kind of tied together yeah 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 there's a lot of good callbacks there's a lot of like like the dad just being like okay hotchin i found a new girl by and then leaving her again uh and hotchin yeah. being like i have a baby now the guy left me but i'm gonna be a good mom <laughs> and like Shit like that. Um, but yeah. 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 Yeah, Michiko and Hachin. Uh what yeah. what would you what would you score it, Gam? <sighs> so I'm I'm gonna ride you through my process mm-hmm. of like this is I know, haha ass and everything. <laughs> this isn't that. This is this is me like as I was going through, as like watching the first episode, up until like the the stuff with the uh, the abuse of the priest family started to drag a bit. I was like, I'm on board. I'm I'm really curious. Like this is like a, a an eight or a nine right now. Mm-hmm. And then like it started dragging. I'm like, you're kind of losing me a bit. This is like a seven or a six right now. Episode four came along, and I'm like, okay, this is. I'm seeing some stuff in here. It's not really changing either way. Um, twenty two came around, and it's like. Okay, I'd say maybe an eight or a nine. I now that I've now that we've finished it and we're like talking about it, I I mean I'm definitely wanting to go back and watch all of the other episodes mm-hmm. now. That that's a given because I'm like I I want to know more that's in this and more of the ways that they tell this story and build up to that ending. Um, and it's like it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. There are there are things in yeah. it which which, like we said, the whole priest thing and like probably some other stuff that I've either missed or just didn't know mm. because it was part of other episodes as well. Yeah, there's there's like I a part like in the probably... late middle part of the series where it gets a little bit too wacky for me again, but it like reels itself back in. So yeah, there it's definitely not perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say probably an eight. Okay. I yeah, I definitely an eight, maybe a nine if I watch the rest of it and I still am really positive with it. Like if I, like you say, with her, it gets a bit too wacky in the middle. Like if I have the same thing, I was like, yeah, it stays an yeah. eight. But if it's like, no, I think it's great. It's it's fine. Like I probably bump it up to a nine. So I'd just say an eight. Yeah. And dear, what did you think of this PowerPoint presentation? Uh, five. <laughs> Uh, honestly it was not all that engaging to me so you know i don't know it just i don't know 
Mm -hmm. It was pretty. I'll give it that. Uh, it was. I don't think we've mentioned how kind of fucking beautiful it is. Oh, like, yeah. not it just, looks really Not nice. just, like, not just design-wise, but, like, the colors as well. Mm -hmm. It's very, like, burnt orange and reds and yellows. Like, Well, also, uh, it's set in fucking South America. Not a whole lot of anime yes. does that, so. Yeah. Yes. And it's very clear that it's set in South yeah. America. Oh, like yeah, a, it literally... Yeah. It's not, like... It, it literally has posters yeah. for Carnival, so, yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a it's fictional, like the design yeah. of everything the look of it all is very yeah like it's south based, america it's based very heavily on uh brazil because i i never knew yeah. this actually i guess brazil has like a really high japanese population yep which i Does didn't it? i yeah i never knew that but i guess uh so basically what they did is they took brazil they made it like a little more japanese than brazil actually is and then they made it like a fake a f it's it's a made up country. Mm hmm So Or continent, I guess. Well uh yeah, yeah. Brazil it's, is it's... actually the largest Japanese community outside, outside of, Japan. of Japan. Yeah, I didn't know that until really? I was looking it up. Yep. I, was I didn't like, know that. I was like, that's interesting. Huh. But yeah, so uh so yeah, they it's very, very, very heavily based off Brazil, but it's a fictional place. Mm hmm Yes. So, yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, no. So, so it's very also Booba. Booba, yes. yeah. I Michika's design's really good. She's based off of uh, it's an R and B R and B artist. Um, a Alia is that how you say Nelly? it? Nelly. Hold on. What's her name? Sorry, I'm looking it up really quick. Uh, uh, uh dear, guess her name. Guess her name, real quick. Guess her name. R and B yeah, artist. Yeah, it's, it's Aaliyah. It's Aaliyah. She's based off Aaliyah. Oh, dear. Do you want to still guess? <laughs> yeah, dear. Give us, give us your best guess. Yeah, I'm guessing. Sorry, Nelly. I, I, I blanked there for a second. My ADD kicked in. Guess what? <laughs> who, who Michiko's design was based off of? Ah, <laughs> uh, Beyonce. R &B artist. Yeah. Okay, you got it. Yay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I can't believe they based yeah. off that character from Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's where it is. Okay, I'm let's leaving. fucking end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Go make a fucking omelet. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Sorry for the twenty minute discussion <laughs> about omelets. I just really like omelets. Damn! And emotional stop! Trauma. You're still doing it. Go away. Oh, oh fuck! Everyone, that's my emotional trauma. Go make. Bye. Go make an omelet. Don't escape from prison unless you want to. Goodbye. <laughs> tweet all your omelets at the Twitter. Please do tweet your omelets at the Twitter. I I I would love to see images of people making omelets. And then feed them to me. Please. At, uh, I I would say what the ad is, but I, I'm going to change it. Okay. Dear, dear just said that they've stopped recording, so now it's just me now. All you hear is me. I'm in full control of this podcast now. No one else can say shit. Their recordings are gone. I'm also editing this, so I could have just gotten rid of their audio too, but it is just me. Anyway, I'll see you next week. Make sure you bring omelets to the next meeting. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>